you know you can do paternity tests, right? <laughs> <laughs> what year does this take place? Uh, like 1400 and, and one. <laughs> Nothing has been invented yet except ABBA music. <laughs> Brunch! Hit it, boys! It's a good and bad feeling when you realize you're not an alcoholic, maybe technically, but you are kind of addicted to the bar, which is where we find ourselves now. <laughs> yeah, that's certainly where we find ourselves. I where love we find... the bar. The bar is awesome, like especially if you find a good bar that you like. I have a fucking bar that I love mm. in Waltham. Free advertisement here. Uh, it's called The Gaff. I didn't realize that you even loved The Gaff. You were taking a picture. You took a picture at a bar the other day. It was just like of food at a bar, and I didn't put in my mind like this could be a place I've been before, and I was like, hey. Let's go there sometime. Let's go to that bar. And you're like, okay, it's called The Gaff. And I was like, oh, the fucking Gaff, let's go. Yeah, The Gaff is amazing. Um, and they do these Thursday lunch specials where you get, what was that? I was like starting to do like, a and then I just drank coffee instead. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you eventually got it out. Uh, they have these Thursday lunch specials uh, where they give you a sandwich and a beer for 10 bucks, mm-hmm. which is like a fucking steal and a half. Yeah, really uh, good. So I did a nice friend thing, and I was like, Hey, DJ, you want to go have a nice little lunch date? Mm-hmm. And we fucking did it. It was great. It was so much fun. We, uh, yeah, that was, it was like a productive thing, not for like brunch or anything, but like, yeah, we like talking about fucking sports as usual, talking about life, just everything, man. It's been a fucking while since the last time that we hung out just like outside of the podcast. I think we've got another one coming up this weekend though. Why? Right? What's this weekend? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's cause we are we both had like schedule uh, changes that have been good and bad? Uh, just mainly bad for brunch. Yes. Good for everything else. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's weird when um, it's weird when we're both not able to completely obsess over brunch. But, it's frustrating. Yeah, but like I don't know. Like I, I think that like we're also getting to the point with like our changes in our schedules where like we're figuring out kind of how to work around it. Yeah. And well, uh, I think I mean if if anybody like listens to this podcast, which they do by the millions, uh, you've n- probably noticed that our episodes have been a little sporadic, and we've missed our 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 due dates right. here and there. Uh, this one's a little late, but mm-hmm. um, we're working on it. We're yeah. doing our best, working around these schedules, and like we're we're just hanging out at the bar instead. Yeah. It used to be like where like we'd be able to kind of do something every day, and now we'll like meet for an hour and bang out like nine movie things and like an episode. And I don't know, like I always like we like our biggest problem used to be should we do a Friday episode Friday morning because we want to have every like update music wise ready to go and everything. And now it's like, hey. we're both alive at this time, right? <laughs> okay, this is when we'll be able to do it. But um, we fucking love you guys and uh, keep loving us. I think the gaff would be a fantastic option for like a live episode yes. or uh, or just like a recording at the bar. Yep, I know just where we could sit. We could just sit over the in couches. that area by the window. Yes, yeah, yeah the couches. hell yeah. yeah. Uh, and if we did like a live event, it's small enough, like it's small and in- intimate enough mm-hmm. where we could get the Brun Touchables in there. We could take it over, and uh, it would be like. A really nice warm setting. There are a few spots that when I'm there, I'm 
like half of my brain is uh, scoping it out for a brunch episode. You know, what would be a good place for brunch episode is the Brattle uh, Theater. Brattle Theater would be awesome. Uh, Aeronaut, you ever been to Aeronaut? I have. Yeah, yeah. my uh, my buddy used to work at Aeronaut. Oh, you've told me that. Yeah, yeah. but that would be a cool space to Absolutely. to do it. Um, lots of fun options. I'd still like to do that. Um, we were talking before this. I'd still love for us to do the Spanish episode one time. Spanish speakers, uh, let us know if you'd be cool with us recording an episode, sending it to you. You would then transcribe it and translate it and then re-record it in Spanish. And uh, that would be an episode that we would drop. I think it's funny that um, like a lot of comedians do podcasts and like at the beginning of their podcast, they they ra- they rattle off like where they're going to be doing shows and yeah. sets. And uh, we rattle off places that we'd like to do sets. Yeah. Yeah. We should do that. We should be like, OK, uh, upcoming shows are going to be doing this one at Pete's Basement and uh, schedule permitting. After that, we'll do another one in Pete's basement, and yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, man, for some reason, I've just been, I actually think it's been like a healthy thing that I've been doing a lot of going to the bar and eating at the bar and stuff, because, so like yesterday, I got up, met you at the bar for lunch, and then I realized as I went to bed, I didn't eat again the rest of the day because I kind of felt like garbage because I just went to the like the only thing I'd eaten was a, like a bar food, and, bar food and a beer. Yeah. And then I went home and took a fucking nap and then went to work. <laughs> so uh, I think that's kind of healthy. So even a coworker the other day was like uh, because she'd known that I uh, that I did a month of paleo and she was like, DJ, you still losing weight? And I was like. I don't think so. I just go to a bar every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's almost like a situation where it's so unhealthy that it's actually healthy. Well, uh, look at fucking drug addicts. True. Those skinny. guys are fucking skinny as a rail. I'd kill for those bodies. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, no, I think uh, it's also like a really good thing uh, just for relationships. Mm-hmm. We went uh, with uh, our guy, Bri. Yeah. Uh, it was like a great catch-up thing. Like right. That's the perfect... It's not too much time. You don't have to spend an entire night. Exactly. You spend like an hour, hour and a half. You get a nice little catch-up. You get a good meal. Get one beer. Like, it's not unhealthy. It just fuels a relationship. Yeah. And, like, as life goes, um, like, we all had stuff to talk about. Like, right. we all had, like, something going on that it was like, hey, so how's this situation? How's that situation? How's that situation? Okay, we're leaving now. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking lovely. A lot of fun. Can't wait to just keep going to bars for the rest of my life. You know what wasn't a lot of fun, apparently? Uh, you went to the movies this week, and there were a lot of children there <gasps> because you forgot that it was school vacation. I'm glad you reminded me of this. So, oh my god. I've I've told this story to a couple people, and their react. everyone's reaction has been like, huh, I don't know if you handled that the right way. So, I don't know, I still blame the kids. So I show up to the movies to see Phantom Thread. Um was quite excited about it. If you listen to the last episode, uh, you informed me that uh, not only is it not a Star Star Wars Wars movie, movie. (laughs) it's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie with Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. That is everything anyone could ever want. So um, uh, the movie was scored by Haim. Just kidding. That would be fucking awesome. could have been. Yeah. How great would that be if during that movie, like every like few seconds, you'd like... They just, they just, they just, uh, they just like pan over, and it's fucking Alana doing her face, like sexy little like drum hit. Yeah, um, I wish that I had an appreciation for Paul Thomas Anderson when he 
did that that the Valentine's right, that, like, video. We, yeah, because we could have had that like lead up, in, yeah. like really fucking excited. Uh, so I go to the movies. Had that feeling that, and it, it's happened before. Like, I ended up searching my own tweets to be like, yeah, I've tweeted this exact thing before. But, like, you pull into the movie theater at, like, 11.45 on a Tuesday, and you see a fucking, like, just a lot of minivans. Full, and you're just like, oh, fuck. And uh, it was a 12 o'clock movie. So, actually, I pulled, it was a 12 o'clock movie. I pulled in at, like, 12.10, because the movie's not going to start till like, 12.15. And uh, I walk in, and the fucking the line for concessions and everything is just fucking jammed. And I wanted to get a coffee because I hadn't had my coffee that morning. And I was like, I guess I'm just gonna have to go in and start this movie without coffee. We'll see how I can do. Maybe I'll motor through it. Maybe I won't need any coffee. And like halfway through it, I was like, I really like this movie, and but I just need coffee. And uh, Run P was acting up, so I just had to fucking guess where there was a downtime. And I think I picked one pretty well. And it was like one eleven, And I was like, what fucking movie could be starting soon? Like, no one's going to be in line. Paddington 2, baby. I don't even know what it was. I got <laughs> So I run out and I go get in line. And there wasn't that many people before me, but it was like... It was like there was only like five feet of people in front of me, but in that five feet, there was like 70 kids, like little fucking kids, little girls, fucking. You know what that is? No. Uh, Miss Hannigan. Little girls. You know that song? No, I don't think so. You don't? I don't think so. I'm going to put little girls on the playlist. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But these fucking children are, and they all have like cash. And it was, I was like, is this going to take more than, like, like how long is it going to fucking take? So I look at my phone eventually, and I'm like, I've been out here for fucking 11 minutes. What? So I just fucking went home. What? Yeah. I oh, my like, God. I guess I'm going to see the rest of the, because, like, now I've missed too much of the movie. Like, what the fuck? That is wild. It just, it was like, a, there's nothing anybody could have done about this. <laughs> I could have just so had how, coffee how, before I got How to the much theater. of Phantom Thread did you see before abandoning ship? I like um, an hour and five. What? Something like that. Yeah. That but, is way too much time to commit to a movie and then just leave. And I was enjoying it too, but I was like, I can't. I'm not going to be able to fucking review this if I miss 11 like, minutes 11 in the plus middle. Minutes. <laughs> yeah. And when I get back, I'm still not going to have coffee. I'm still going to be kind of out of it. So it was just such an unsettling feeling. I just wow. got in my car and fucking. That would be that would be so devastating. It was like a really and I was off for the rest of the day. Oh, I just did not God. have my fucking footing for the rest of the day. I had to do I had to do TV that night and I don't know if these two things are connected, but like for the first time in a while, I like my anxiety was like so fucking through the roof that like going into every block, I had to like fucking like Shake really like hold myself together. And then just like like my I was like doing like fucking fists to make sure I like I I felt like a fucking crazy. I mean, person. there are those things that like shit happens and it just ruins the rest of your day. Yeah, and like you cannot be your best self for the yeah. rest of the day. That would seem to be one of them. But I can't. I really can't believe that you were just like committed to just leaving. It was so rough, and I was like, I have movie pass. I'll go back to see it again. Another day, I suppose, but it's it was such a fucking bad feeling, and I was like, oh, kids, oh, 
Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it on the in the past about how fucking uh, school vacation week is literally the worst week for movie theaters. Nightmare shit. It's fucking awful. Uh, you. Sh- you seemingly should have been able to escape that by seeing Phantom Thread because there definitely aren't a lot of kids going to see Phantom Thread. But there were a lot of fucking old people and they were having oh, old my people. God. When I saw Phantom Thread, uh, I was probably the youngest person in the theater by 40 years. By 100 years. 40 yeah. years. And it smelled like impending death in that theater. What pisses me off is so I went to see uh, Black Panther last week and one of my friends was like all we talk about this like all into fucking sneaking shit into the theater crunchy loud whatever who fucking cares and i just thought it was so fucking badass the confidence that she had to do that to be like yeah i'm gonna fucking eat a bag of doritos in the middle of this (laughs) that's wild say something motherfucker and i don't know like i guess i found it not inconsiderate because she was just fucking owning it right uh the thing i can't tolerate I can't, we've talked about this, can't tolerate fucking snoring, making old person noises in the theater. Don't bring fucking smelly food into the theater. And so many times when I've been in the theater, and it's been this same theater actually, AMC Framingham, old people go in there with fucking tuna sandwiches and bust out a tuna sandwich in the middle of the movie. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding? No way. I was honestly thinking of walking out like five minutes into the movie anyway, because I'm like, I'm not, we're not fucking having smelly no ass sandwiches way. in the middle of the theater, you old fuck. That is disgusting. God, you fucking asshole. It was, it really Holy shit. But again, I was really enjoying the movie. What did you think of Phantom Thread? Did you like it? Yeah, I can't wait to review it. Yeah. Um, I, a little spoiler alert. Uh, I came out of there and I was like, I didn't really get that. I didn't okay. really get that movie. Uh, in like the next few days, the more I thought about it, it was it's like a movie that sticks with you and yeah. makes you think about it. The more I thought about it, I fucking I, I came around on it a it's little. It's made bit. me think about it. Made me think. I want to see. Wonder it again. how the rest of that movie goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm very look very much looking forward to uh, to Phantom Thread review next week. Uh, if you didn't see, I'll have to see it. <laughs> yeah. If you uh, if you didn't catch it, we did Darkest Hour and Dunkirk reviews this week. Uh, the post will be coming out shortly. Uh, we have that already recorded. We just haven't posted it yet. Uh, so that will be fun. Speaking of reviews, we got one nice. on iTunes we this got week. One. Got one on iTunes this week. It's a very good one. So let's get to it. It's by JG. I'm looking for the NBA All-Star Game. Today I was on Twitter looking for an NBA All-Star Game stream, and I got sent here by a tweet. He whomst tweeted the particular tweet was named Pete. Under the impression that I would be watching the NBA All-Star Game, I gathered by snacks and crawled up into bed. I had some ice-cold cookie dough bites and a coffee just to stave off the withdrawal withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Now, after I gathered my snacks, I found that this is, in fact, not the NBA All-Star Game. Dang it. I then realized that I had been duped by a strong, small man named Pete. Every time I go to brunch now, I will be reminded that this is a missed time. Uh, ridiculous. I can't even believe... The first letter of this sentence spells now that I have no NBA All-Star game to watch, and it is a uh, it is a thunder. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, great, great review. That's a very, very great review. That's the first review that we've gotten in a long time, actually. Yeah. So uh, if you want to uh, be a good fan, please go to iTunes, search Brunch, and give us a review. Yeah. As I found out this week, it doesn't matter whether or not the interactions that you get on iTunes are good or bad. 
Oh, it'll really? Just shoot you, shoot you up the rankings no matter what, which seems a little flawed because uh, really, it just Rapp- seems like you're getting action. Yeah, like yeah. Rappaport's podcast <laughs> went from like three and a half stars to one and a half stars this week because of the whole barstool thing. Yeah, but he was still he jumped up to number one. Oh God! So I don't really know how that like for for as smart as Apple is in like a million different categories. Their their handling of podcasts is very weird to me. We're like, still not number one, so I've always thought, yeah, I've always thought they're up to something weird. Uh, that must be an uncomfortable time for Michael Rappaport. And speaking of comfort, you spend one third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. Lord knows the awake part of your life isn't always so hot. So get a Casper mattress with over twenty thousand reviews and an average of four point eight stars across Casper, Amazon, and Google. Casper is becoming the internet's favorite mattress. Why? Because Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, providing supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies. Casper offers two other mattresses: the Wave and the Essential. The Wave features a patent-pending premium support system to mirror the natural shape of your body. The Essential has a streamlined design at a price that won't keep you up at night. Casper also offers a wide array of other products like pillows and sheets to ensure an overall better sleep experience. All Casper products are designed, developed, and assembled in the U.S. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Not to mention you can get $50 towards your select mattress mattresses by visiting casper.com slash bean that's right bean as in dj bean the man who forgot to give you the deal part of this read casper mattresses go to sleep i (laughs) need to say that uh that's not their tagline or anything and i added that in that's kind of awesome that's a good tagline i've that's kind of a that's kind of an aggressive like uh (laughs) yeah like casper mattresses lights out (laughs) yeah lights out bitch i said go to sleep (laughs) Yeah, that's a little... Casper uh, mattresses. I still hear talking in here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably not what they want, but that was a good read. Good for you. Uh, Casper mattresses. Uh, meet a lady or guy friend, sleep on it, and then ghost them. How about that? Wow. Yeah. Nice. That's a nice That's a nice little riff there. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Go to sleep. <laughs> Uh, speaking of movies, we watched Mamma Mia this week. Oh boy, did we! And I've I can't get it out out of my mind. It, this happens every time anything with ABBA pops up. If I see like an ABBA song in a commercial or something, I just go on an ABBA kick and then see Ooh, you later. You watched you uh, listened to Eighteens this week. Yes, I listened to one Eighteens song and I was like, nope, nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. I uh, I actually re- revisited them as well after you told me that you went back and listened. Uh, yeah, not great. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, okay, this was pretty bad. Like I was seven years old, fucking stupid. Yeah, as a seven year old usually is. Um. But, yeah, I mean, it's like uh, they just basically fucking, uh, they put a little shine on old Abba songs yeah, with very, kids that very aren't shiny, really talented. Yeah, very, very, very robotic. Uh, you know they sold like more than like six million albums? They, hey, kids are stupid. Yep. Showing up sure. allowance. Um, but Mamma Mia was, uh, man, I loved Mamma Mia. Did it you? Was, yeah, it was like, uh, I, I put it in the um, kind of Love Actually car- uh, category where it's a bad movie. That I enjoy. I don't even. I don't enjoy love. I actually. know that you don't enjoy. <laughs> don't love enjoy actually. love actually. I and I did not don't. enjoy Mamma Mia. Really? Why yeah. didn't you like it? It was so fucking corny. Yeah, but that's a jukebox musical. I mean, that's, it is, but like, it, 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 like it can make sense right. and like just make be a good. Movie instead. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I thought it was fucking great. Um, let me find. Uh, I, I got a lot of notes on this. Uh, My first note, uh, and I don't know if you referenced this last week because I know that you had mentioned that like there's a problematic first musical number. Oh yeah, the first musical number that I took notice of was uh, the one where she's reading her mom's diary. Yes, honey, honey. And, yeah, and singing a nice little song about her mom just getting that D. So I wrote, "Why are you singing Honey, Honey about a guy your mom fucked and is potentially your dad?" <laughs> the lyrics to that song are, "Honey, honey, touch me, baby." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she is, uh, she is joyously singing about her mom her, getting dick like, down. With her gal pals, like kind of yeah. doing what girls do. They're like, this like, is, this is what we do. And then his dick looked like this, and then blah blah blah, and then he cried, and blah and then blah. She and swallowed. Sh- <laughs> quiet. Uh, yeah, that was stuff between two people. That was uh, that was very weird, and also just like the fact that she was totally down with keep. Uh, keeping reading her mom's diary, even after she saw that she was like detailing in in detail, yeah, her sexual experiences with multiple guys. Yeah, don't read that. Well, anyway, like before I even took that note, I wrote this kid is an caps lock asshole <laughs> stealing your mother's diary and reading it to your fucking friends. Yeah. What a dick! And then the mother comes out and she's like, "Hey, girls, how are you?" And the girls are like looking at her like kind differently. Of yeah, looking different, at her differently. Right? It's like judging ooh, like, her. And the, the mother's like, "I wonder why you're looking at me that way. I hope it's not because you fucking stole my property and just like betrayed any trust that we could ever have." God. And, and so it, we quickly go from. Oh, they. Uh, I, I want to mention that they. Uh, they said, they basically say, like, having sexes, they name it dot, dot, dot. Yes. Like, in the diary, it's like, mm, dot, dot, dot. It's the like yada, yada, yada. Yes. I didn't like that. Yeah, me if you're gonna If you're going to sing songs about your mom getting fucked, you might as well go into some detail about uh, about the sexual experience. And this movie has, this movie kind of uh, toes the line of slut shaming. And by toes the line, I mean way crosses it into overt slut shaming where like she's like why won't you tell me who my father is and she's like well one time i had sex with more than one guy over an eight year span and everybody's i just like, didn't want <gasps> you to know and everyone's like ah! and they're fucking <laughs> fainting and stuff it's like she's just fucking hot shit she was in a band everyone wanted a piece of that come on um so yeah they quickly go from there to uh so she not only does she read her mom's diary uh, she then sends a wedding invitation behind her mom's back to the three guys. Naturally. Yeah. The, when you have three potential fathers that you've never met before, uh, you the, the go-to move is going behind your mom's back and inviting all three of them to your wedding. Yes. Uh, so there is a wedding in this movie. As you said, it's about a girl who's getting married. Uh, do you know how you can tell it is? No. Because every 10 seconds she says, I'm getting married. <laughs> One of my notes is, stop saying, I'm getting married. We know. This is a town with like 100 people. That's a dope-ass town. It is a great town. It's like a little island town. I don't know yeah. where it is. Greece. Italy? Greece? It's got to be, right? Okay, they didn't look very Greek I don't to know. Me. Maybe. They weren't hairy enough. I don't um, know. They, uh, yeah, there's like the town has like a hundred people. They all join in, uh, unsolicited to like every musical number to dance and sing. Yeah, my kind not of town. invited. Um, but yeah, like everybody knows that you're getting married. Everybody in that town knows who you are. They know you're getting married. They know your mm. fiance. Shut the fuck up about it. It's but, set uh, the small Greek island of Skipolos. Oh, hello, mamma mia. I, I. 
I like the fact that she sends the invitation to all three guys, mm-hmm. and they um, they are so pathetic that they immediately drop everything that they're doing yep. and go to this remote island where they try to rekindle a flame that is probably 20 years old. If you... I could have work try to send me someplace, and I'm not just fucking going. Like, I've right. seen... <laughs> I've seen fucking Hostel. Yeah. I'm not just going to fu- go to some mysterious... If I get a fucking letter that's not like... Not only do they go, they like chase down cabs. They yeah. fucking like throw they their all go briefcases. Together. If I got a fucking letter that's like, uh, come to this wedding, you may be a father. I'd be like, nice try. <laughs> Even Impossible. Come yeah. anywhere, you might be a father. Right. Nope. Probably not. I've- I've made it this far. I'm yeah. not interested. Yes, exactly. <laughs> She's yeah. over 18, out of my responsibility. Yes, right. Adult. Yeah. Um, yeah. I told the story of the, uh, I think I did, uh, the Disney on Ice security guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, so, oh, another important note. Uh, so they, they go through a lot trying to figure out who the dad is and the each guy kind of thinks I might be the dad, and they they go up to her, and they're like, "I'm your dad. Let me give you away." All this shit. She sort of like catfishes all three dads. Mm. It's being like, "Here's why you're my dad. Mm. Give me away." I wrote down it. this cool note. You know, you can do paternity tests, right? <laughs> <laughs> what year does this take place? Uh, like fourteen hundred and and one. <laughs> Nothing has been invented yet except ABBA music. <laughs> Except the cars and planes that they immediately sprinted to to get to that island yes. and travel back in time 400 years. Yes, with bringing, bringing ABBA's greatest hits with them. Um, uh, let's see. Like, I for sure know that Meryl Streep is a great actress. Yeah. Like, I've seen her in really good stuff. Uh, but she's kind of like in that, uh, in that George Clooney sort of category for me where I'm like, I like her, but like... Every award show, we have to do like this whole thing where we're like, "Oh, George Clooney is fucking awesome." Yeah. Oh, Meryl Streep, she's yeah. act- Hollywood royalty, and it's like her batting average isn't that good. Well, like this, she fucking I don't know if this I don't know why she did this. Like, I have no she's fucking not great clue. in it. Like, no, she, she's terrible. There's a lot of awkward scenes. I think it's uh, when she's singing "Mamma Mia." She's like rolling, rolling around, around like the entire island. Yes. like an asshole. Like it's she looks very uncomfortable the yeah. entire time. I have no idea. Although like she must I have like, gotten a payday. I liked her look in it though. She, she was just like the cool mom wearing fucking. Uh, she was like I, the frump, frumpy old mom that kind of gave gave up a while ago, but could get it back as soon as she wanted to. Speaking of which, are you a frumpy old mom? Don't go to work looking frumpy. If you show up at work looking frumpy, they'll say. There goes that frumpy old B. Ask them, what's B stand for? They probably won't say it. Pressure them. Say, say the word. No, I want to hear you say it. They'll say it. They'll say, okay, bitch. And you'll say, did you just call me a fucking bitch in my workplace? Then go to HR. Tell them, fucking Edward called me a bitch. And then he gets fired. That's this a good read. read brought, yeah. Uh... I like that they had a scene with uh, with Meryl Streep. It was it sort of felt like a makeover scene where she knew that those guys were coming, mm-hmm. or no, she she stumbled upon those guys, knew that they were on the island. She was like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta like uh, sexy myself up." She just wears overalls the whole time. <laughs> yeah, they had like this whole like this. It felt like this big grand makeover scene, and the only thing that they did to her, they put a flower in her hair mm-hmm. and they like sprayed a bunch of shit on her. Yeah, and that was it. That's. 
I don't mind. And they that. gave her a, and they gave her a drink. They gave her a mid afternoon drink, and I was like, huh. Uh, Not bad. <laughs> do you find it weird that so Meryl Streep's character uh, was in a uh, music group with her two friends, and uh, they perform sometimes for everybody. But every time they perform, they do an ABBA song. Do you think that like all the everyone there is like? So were they an ABBA cover band or like? What I think we- it's like an eighteens thing. Yes. It's like it's like they were the original so 18s. You guys, but they're kind of old. So they were so like. ABBA came out, right. and then when these women were like 40, 45, <laughs> they just decided to make an ABBA tribute band. Yeah, they're like, yo, like let's wait but a like, while till after ABBA comes out. But I can see this island being so disconnected from everything that everybody on the they island just got thinks ABBA. that they're ABBA. Yeah, they just got ABBA. ABBA but fucking rules. Did you know that uh, I looked up uh, the 18's Wikipedia page, obviously. Um, did you know that they had a Greatest Hits album? Which is hilarious oh. because they were only around for like six years, yeah, something like that. Yeah, you only could be again. Like, there's only <laughs> right. so much catalog and you it's can like, do. And it's like they had a, they put out a greatest hits album. I wonder if anybody was just like, huh, you know you guys are just an ABBA tribute band. If we wanted the greatest hits album, we'd buy an ABBA album. So they do the wedding and then at the wedding they decide we're not going to get married. Uh, if you do that, you are such an asshole. Yeah, if like you throw a wedding and don't go. Like I was wondering, what's the point of no return for a wedding? Um, it's got to be. I think anything up to like the day of is fine, unless it's a destination. I wedding. would say right before anyone travels. So no matter right. where it is, like even if you do it in your hometown, people are coming from at least an hour away. Right. Like right. So yeah, and if they, they stay there the night before. Like for the rehearsal dinners and stuff like that, I think if they have to take time off for work. Even right, you're kind of being an asshole. You so know, just get married and divorced, and then you're more adult. You certainly know that I hate nothing more than my time being wasted. Mm. So if I if I fucking put in the effort to get sexied up for a wedding, yeah. and I get geared up to to rip the dance floor, uh, and then like you're just like, eh, we're not gonna have this wedding. I'm gonna be like. Fuck you! You're getting married, right? Yeah, I think that that's a uh, it's a very rude thing that those stupid kids do. Um, did you write down uh, a score for this movie at all? No, I did. Oh, what'd you I get? did. Uh, did I like it? Three point eight. How did everyone look? Two out of two. Brosnan, Seyfried, and Streep look amazing. Uh, stealing anything from it? For sure, the fucking walk that uh, the boys do when they're on, um, when they're about to leave for the bachelor party, the, all the boys show up, they have like their fucking flippers on, and they're doing some fucking kind of walk, and I would love to get a bunch of fellows together and do that walk. It's a, but like, it's like this very not masculine thing, but they're doing it in a, like a, we're the guys kind of walk. Uh, I, I would contest your two out of two in the looks department. Uh, Amanda Siegfried and Roy, uh, she looks great. Fantastic lips on that girl. Uh, she, well, her eyes her. and... Just everything yeah, about her is pretty great fantastic. Body. Um, she looks great. Her fiancé, fucking scrub. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Total idiot. Only fucking guy on the island, apparently. Uh, is it problematic? I gave it a 0.6 because uh, decent amount of slut-shaming. Do not like that. Fair enough. Also, like there was a scene. Stop shaming Meryl Streep. There was a se- there was like a scene where like two of the dads got like party raped by the entire village. Yeah, and, and like during a musical number, they just like threw them up against poles and were like ripping their clothes off. Hmm. I was like, huh, 
this seems like tribal esque, and I don't like it. Who is your favorite dad? Um, Colin Firth. Colin Firth was. I, I was going to say I don't know how you pick between those three because they were all terrific. They were all pretty great. Skarsgård was awesome. Yeah, uh, he is by the way the uh, patriarch of the Skarsgård family. That makes sense. Father Birthed Pennywise. A bunch of fucking weirdos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Colin Firth, Pierce Brosnan, two very uh, handsome studs. Good guys. Pierce Brosnan, God help him. I really hope that he's never in a musical again after Mamma Mia 2. Yeah. Because that guy was not built for musicals. Yeah, well, like this. I mean, ultimately, this was not a musical that was built to be made. They, <laughs> yes. still they right. forced the hell out of every musical number in that movie. Well, like a lot of the things didn't fucking make sense. Yeah, I know. Like when uh, she sings, uh, Meryl Streep sings The Winner Takes It All to Pierce Brosnan when he's trying to be like, hey, let's figure this out. And she just randomly sings The Winner Takes It All to him. I think that The Winner Takes It All is about like. Sometimes you win in love and sometimes you don't. And I think it comes from the perspective of a person who doesn't. And it's like, that doesn't fucking make any sense at all. Like, I think that they, they figure the winner takes it all makes sense. So she's saying, like, hey, whoever wins the paternity thing. But that's not what that scene is about. So, uh, yeah, bad job. But, again, that's a jukebox musical. You, like, you, It's almost part of the charm that you're like, this song doesn't fucking make sense at all for this. They just wanted to put this one in. And it's like the, and like the, it's, the songs were forced and they forced the hell out of the dialogue to get to the next four oh, song. Yeah. yeah. Like the, uh, there's, the climax of this movie, I guess, is like when uh, all the dads think that there are dads and she's trying to figure it out. But like she has like a conversation with I think it's Pierce Brosnan where she's like, are you my dad? Oh, no, it was uh, it was uh, Skarsgård. I think mm-hmm. she's like, are you my dad? And he was like, I think so. And she was like, oh, OK, enough. Do, you, do you want to give me away at my wedding? And he was like, sure. And she was like, OK, bye. And that was the extent of that conversation. Uh, where I will give the dads credit is at the end, they agreed to split uh, being a dad three ways. I could get on board with that. Hell yeah. That's how I'll be a dad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, I didn't know that you could be a dad by committee. That's yeah. It's a like, cool hey, thing. do you want kids? Like, I'll do a third of a kid, please. <laughs> but like, uh, like a third, really, that's a sixth of a kid I because kinda... it's not like you're split. You're also splitting it with a mom. Yeah. I mean... That seems like uh, that's... How do those fractions work? So you would have to say, so uh, it would be into, I don't know, uh, tenths and... No, what's a number that's... Wouldn't that would it be, be tough math. Yeah, would so it be like, uh, like 15 hundredths of a child? It would have to be something that's divisible by four because... I have no idea. This is not a math podcast. Because, so let's say you... Wait, four and then... Let's but say it's, it's but it's every one third is divided 12. by every one third is divided by two. Wait, let so it would be one sixth, wouldn't it? <clears throat> it would be six or yeah. Uh, so every every guy has one sixth. Right. Yes. Exactly. Right. So yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. We should have been able to figure that out right <laughs> yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. So Meryl Streep has two sixths and or, or three, one third, three sixths. Because she has oh, yeah, one yeah, half sorry, of every yeah. three. Yeah, yeah. So she's got 50% custody. Right, right. And right. then, like, the other 50% is split three ways. Yes. Then I do like the idea of that being the the way families work now. It's like, uh, if you want to have a kid, if you're a woman, find three guys to have sex with. Mm-hmm. Just have sex with all three of them back to back and, and like a, Line them up. And, and like a, 
however long you want. I'd say like three to five days. Yeah. Uh, take your time. Yeah, take your time. Yeah, have sex with three guys. Don't care who it is. Yeah. And then uh, once the baby comes out, you just fatherhood by committee. Yeah. That seems I, like a good deal for everybody. As long as everyone's on board, as long as everyone's happy with it, right. as long as like the, the mother feels that the kid's getting enough love, as long as the mother feels that uh, she's not uh, having to do too much, then by all means. Those guys seemed like nice guys, but also they only became fathers when they were like 90 and looking for something to do. So. <laughs> They're all going to be dead in five years. They were so happy when that happened. It fucking get, It's like they found out they had a new TV channel. Good, uh, good picking by Meryl Streep to pick three guys who would end up being desperate, pathetic losers. Who do you think was the best at sex out of those three? Ah, oh, man, that's a good question. Uh, I feel like the the easy pick would be Pierce Brosnan because he's like the suave one. But mm. I think uh, Dark Horse would be uh, Skarsgård. I say it's for sure Skarsgård. Yeah, he's got a uh, he's got the uh, the old like uh, twisted bit to him a little Pretty bit. Pretty people can be boring. Yeah, for sure. Right, like, like they, they, everything's they can, given easy to exactly. them. Exactly. They and like no one says he's to got them, like, Skarsgård's got more to prove. Yeah, like I don't think anyone says to pretty people like, "Hey, mix it up, dude." Yeah, they're like, right. "Let's like, what are you into?" You're whatever. Just gonna lay it's there? just like, okay, I'm just having sex with. The they can just lay whatever. there because they're nice to look at sometimes. Right. But like, if you if you if you got a, I think Skarsgård gets in there. I think that he's like asking some questions, like yeah. finding out what you like, really getting into it. Yeah, Skarsgård fucks. <laughs> uh, Okay, so is that, that, is that it for Mamma Mia? On, uh, <laughs> that literally closed the book. On, on Mamma Mama Mia. Mia uh, Want to know a thing that happened this week? Uh, what? I got a pair of me undies. Ooh. I got multiple pairs of me undies. You got some your undies. Uh, some you undies. Yeah, me undies. They sent me a bunch of them, and uh, you know what I did? Warm. I kept them all to myself. They sent us a handful of them uh, for us to split. Yeah. Kept them all to myself because they are fantastic. Do, 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 are we the same size? Uh, I don't know. We, I think so. I'm a medium. Yeah. Nice, man. Congrats yeah. on uh, same, same I'm a, dongs, I'm a medium. I'm a medium in the back, extra large in the front. <laughs> uh, if you want to look good in your underwear and be comfortable... Uh, me undies is the company for you. They have the perfect balance that's hard to find, so don't sacrifice style or comfort. Check out meundies.com and find the best pair of underwear in the world. Me undies will be the most comfortable pair of underwear you will ever own. They're made from sustainably sourced, naturally soft fabric that is three times softer than cotton. For the fellas, me undies has a diamond seamed pouch. That cradles your jewels and gives your stuff the support it needs without feeling too tight. Ooh. I can vouch for that, honestly. Nice. Like that the uh, the old the old package looks great in me undies. Okay, let's stop this. Just finish <laughs> uh, it. Just right now, the promo code is. Right now, me undies has an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Get twenty percent off your first pair and free shipping. MeUndies is so sure that you'll love their underwear, they'll offer you a hundred percent satisfaction guaranteed. They guarantee you'll love your first pair or your money back. It's a no-brainer. Why wouldn't you do it? Twenty percent off, free shipping, and a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. So to do it, go to MeUndies.com/brunch to get your twenty percent off. Free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee. It's the best and softest underwear you'll ever own. That's meundies.com slash brunch. 
It's a limited time offer, so what are you waiting for? Start wearing the best underwear of your life. It changed my life. It's time to let MeUndies change yours. Go to MeUndies.com slash brunch right now. I'll tell you why you wouldn't, uh, because Pete just painted way too graphic a picture that you made mean? you uncomfortable as you were listening to that read. I think so, a big part of selling underwear is having a good, uh, a good pouch. Yeah, they advertise the pouch for sure. Yeah, I'm, say, I'm say, backing it say up. I love the pouch. I love the pouch. That's it. In and out. Like Whatever. A fast food restaurant. Uh, you brought something up that you only wear uh, black underwear. That's not true. That I only wear black underwear. But you said, "Hey, you what prefer. color do you want?" And I was like, "Give, give me the black." Why? Uh, just because one time it was observed. So I, I usually wear a lot of black, and then one time I was wearing, uh, I was wearing like a. Uh, Maybe like a baby blue or something, and I got a. It was just a polite complaint, like, "Hey, those aren't the cool, like, like hot guy ones or whatever." And uh, I was like, "Yeah, I like wearing the black ones." That's that's interesting. Uh, Meandies gave us options mm-hmm. for our for our order, and that's how this came up. I was like, "What color should we get?" Mm-hmm. Uh, because this was a joint thing at the time. Before I realized that MeUndies were unbelievable and the best pair of underwear that I've ever owned, so I just kept them all to myself. I ordered uh, pastel colors. Ooh! So I ended up getting like mint green and lavender. Ooh! They're fantastic. Nice. Did you really take all of the ones that were sent to us? Yeah. Why? Uh, because they were the best, and I wanted them. And I'm selfish. Well, but I mean, I can wash them and and. No. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, but hopefully we did enough go- So go to MeUndies.com Buy some underwear So they advertise with us again And send DJ some underwear But you wanted to get into the dis- So like, you wanted to get into the discussion Of like what color underwear should guys wear And uh, I'm just not interested in that conversation no I, I don't, no, I just wanted to find out Why you were like a black I want like black underwear all the time I don't know Like I, I, I feel that so your thing was like you should want to wear lighter because it accentuates the, yes. the package and everything like that my thing is who fucking cares I care like, like we've talked about in this podcast everybody likes to look good yeah but like I don't think that a girl's gonna like be like oh I've seen your dick before <laughs> but uh, this one time I was seeing you wear underwear over it I, I, I couldn't see your, your I dick I mean it's not look- gonna make that much your, of a difference, dick, but you weren't tricking me with your underwear into thinking that your dick had somehow gotten bigger from the last time I had actually seen it in person. Right, but I I do think that like if it gives you an extra little hey, I look good Maybe in these underwears, right? Yeah, yeah, and okay. I think that that I think that's where I get uh, where I get some a little extra. I like the way that I look in a lighter, more brightly colored underwear. Sorry, nice. not sorry. Okay, well that was a fun little thing. Uh, me undies, go to sleep. Um, uh, in music news, Father John Misty has dropped a new single, and it's it's like the it's basically the musical equivalent of my Twitter. It's just a fucking nightmare with a lot of like weird, goofy shit in there, and sometimes you laugh. Yeah, it's a uh, it's very uh, it's it. very Father John Misty. It's um, a piece of commentary. Yes, it's about uh, himself checking out of a hotel and them politely being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yes, him checking out of a hotel and then remembering that he's the biggest asshole in the world. Yes, uh, they, I love the second verse where uh, they're, they, it's like uh, Mr. Tillman for the seventh time, those, 
those aren't actors outside. Like, no one here is shooting a movie. <laughs> Stop. Yes. Stops, like, asking questions about this movie. They're not extras. They're not thrilled with you right those now. Those are people. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking great. Uh, I, I, I love it. The best part about, the, like, that kind of Father John Misty single is that you know that the, the, uh, the ringer pieces and, oh, yeah. and the like are coming shortly behind. You're like, what's and wrong boy, with it? And boy, they did not waste time this time. Yeah, Pitchfork put out a thing. It's like, you know, his act getting a little stale. Like, no, it's just you still don't get it. And you, like, Father John Misty kind of reminds me of John Lennon in, like, the mid to late 60s where people were, like, starting to analyze Beatles music. And Lennon was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to make fucking gibberish songs now. That's why they made I'm the Walrus. Like, yeah. you just put words together that don't make any fucking sense. And they're like, analyze that, you fucking idiot. We're not singing about anything. Go fuck yourselves. I think that I think that that's what Father John Misty does. It's and amazing. then fucking Pitchfork puts out a thing. It's like, ooh, he name drops. People always get upset, too. They're like, ooh, Father John Misty name drops Jason Isbell in his new fucking single. Like, yeah, he does, you fucking idiot. Get over it. I thought it was great. It's a lot of fun. It sounds it sounds like like a seventies Lennon song mixed with like Radiohead and I love it so much. Love him so much. Uh also happening in the music world. Uh, by the way, check out the uh the audio the, like the fucking the YouTube videos that they have where it's just like official audio. Watch that of this song because uh What's the song called again? Uh, Mr. Tillman. Okay. <laughs> uh, to also let you know that his name, his name is Josh, Josh Tillman. Tillman. Yeah. Just in case uh, you forgot. Yes. In the last two weeks. So usually they just have like one picture and it'll just say like the name of the song and that's what it is the whole time. So it is that. But then about halfway through, they just start showing a bunch of stock photos with uh, Josh Tillman on a green screen in front of it, like walking in and talking to these people. And uh, like dancing around and shit. I've already made a couple gifts off it. So much fun. Check it out. It's the best. Other music news. Uh, Lord and Jack Antonoff were spotted together. Uh, what did it say? Like cozying up? Yeah. It looked like they were fucking walking down the street. But but they were like they were like hugging. And she was like, she looked very happy, close yeah. to his face. It had it had uh, warning signs of like, hey, maybe they're dating. I could believe that Lord. Like Lord probably likes Jack Antonoff. Yeah, like I, I can believe know. that Jack Antonoff likes Lord too. Is that both, you do? I yeah. Why wouldn't I believe that? They're like a hundred. If years you can apart. like Lena Dunham for years, you can like anybody. How old is Lord? Lord's like twenty twenty one something like that. I think she's probably less than that, right? Like, oh no, she yeah, she might be tw- she might be in her early twenties, but like she got her hit started when she was like sixteen. Right, Lord is um, let's go. Uh, Lord is 21. Okay. Uh, and Jack Antonoff is like 59. He's not that old. He's probably He's like 35, 30s. I would bet. Uh, Jack Antonoff is... Oh. She said... Uh, she, 33. Wow. Yeah. She said... Uh, Lord responded. I just looked it up. Uh, she said that they are not dating. Yeah. I would have been surprised if they were. Um, but I, I could see that... I could... I imagine that Lord loves Jack Antonoff. Why else would you fucking make music with that guy when you made <laughs> way cooler shit before him? Uh, yeah, I mean, what a step backwards, God Lord, I'll never forgive you. 
I, I'm trying to decide if I was if I should say say the joke that I was planning on saying. What? Like on Twitter where I debated it, and I was like, well, looks like uh, Jack Antonoff is out to ruin more than Lord's music. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I don't know. But yeah, like I could see them together, honestly. Like I really could. I, I, I think that even though they denied it, they're, where there's smoke, there might be fire. I think that uh, Jack Antonoff is, I think, such a uh, such like a white knight. That I don't think he would shit where he eats. That's that's possible. I don't. Th- yeah. I think that like the last thing he would want would be for someone to. But be every like, white knight has their Achilles heel. That's true, and don't make it a fucking child, Jack. Don't make your Achilles heel a child. I mean, if we're gonna be nitpicky here, John Mayer dated Taylor Swift when she was like eighteen. Right, but and he like, was like jo- thirty-one. Yeah, John Mayer's not trying to come off as like this champion of like That's I do true. everything perfectly. And but I'm I mean, just trying she's to make fun music. I don't think love. anybody would be like, "Ew, gross." It's like a twelve-year difference. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's not that bad. Like once you get past twenty-one, twenty-two, like early twenties, it's all the fucking same. Yeah, I don't know. Just still not, especially for Lord, because like. She's been famous for a handful of years, six years, something like that. Mm. So, like, she is probably more fucking adult than your normal run-of-the-mill 21-year-old. I know. I still just don't want it. And I'm glad that I don't it want seemingly it. is not happening. I don't want it, but I think that it, it could happen. Yeah, like, like legally it could happen. No, but I mean, like, I could see that dynamic working for them. I don't know. Just no. Pass on all that. <laughs> what I'd really like would be uh, for Father John Misty to do a song produced by Jack Antonoff, because imagine how uncomfortable Jack Antonoff would be the whole time. Like, what if Father John Misty fucking hired Jack Antonoff and was like, yo, no, like, I'd love to work with you, give you all the publishing, like, let's do this. And, like, they're in the room, like, working around with, the, like, noodling around with the ideas, and Jack's like, oh. Well, I, I was like, what, what, what if we use this beat? And then Josh Tillman's like, oh, yeah, I love that. Let's do that. <laughs> and like the whole time, it would be the ultimate, like, like is, is this guy fucking with me? How f- that would be well, that's, so That's how incredible. I feel listening to listening to, to, listening to uh, Father John Misty's music. Yeah. Like, I listen to every song that he puts out, and I'm like, am I supposed to like this? Yeah. Does he want me to like this? Or if, like... If if I decide to like this, am I playing into his hand and he's going to turn around and be like, you fucking idiot. Right. I was I felt that way about uh, Real Love Baby. Yes. The first like a yes. hundred times I heard it, I'm yeah. like, this is such a nice, this is easy such, song. Yeah, this like, is such like a good mainstream yeah. feel good song that there's got to be something in here in which he's fucking with me or he does just doesn't want me to like this. Right. Like he took that song away from Lady Gaga because he wanted to record it himself. What's that about? Yeah. <laughs> um, the, whatever song came out of it would just sound exactly like one of his uh, like generic pop songs. Yes, yeah. It would be so great. I would want that so much. Um, hey, uh, let's start a new playlist because the poor fucking playlist has been dead. Yeah. Uh, let's start. A, we've we've left the old playlist behind. Um, we are going to do a. We're going to start a 2018 playlist. Yeah, and how about this? Uh, the rules are there ain't no rules. There ain't no rules. Yeah. So if you want to add one song, you want to add two, you want to add four, do whatever every, you want. Every week, every other week, whatever yeah. the hell you want. We're gonna we're gonna we play can just it fast and it. loose. How about this? It. We're just like as something comes to us, just toss on the playlist, and then we can talk about during the episode. Hey, did we add anything to the playlist this week? Yeah, that'd be way easier. That's yeah. That's yeah. uh, let's do that. That kind of breaks the chains a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. 
that. Uh, what have you been listening to recently? What are you going to add? Well, I'm for sure putting Mr. Tillman on there. Okay. Got to put that on there. I'm going to put Mamma Mia by ABBA. <laughs> okay. And uh, The Winner Takes It All by ABBA. Great song. And then I'm going to add a song by Theo Katzman called Plain Jane Heroin. It's just a very, very good song. Been vibing on that one hard. So enjoy that, fuckers. Uh, That's four. You want an, Okay. So I'm going to add a, a handful as well. Uh, the first one, Don't Feel Good About. Uh-oh. Oh. I for sure brought that back. I don't know why. I sing that and I do that <laughs> dance all the fucking time now. Uh, no, I don't feel good about it. It's uh, American Rock and Roll by Kid Rock. Okay. I, uh, went, to, I went to the Tampa Bay All-Star Game. No good. Kid Rock performed. Uh, he played that song the first time I ever heard it. To be honest with you, a pretty good song. Uh-oh. Uh, so I don't feel good about it, but I'm going to add that one. You feel about that song the way Kid Rock feels about like black people having happy lives, probably. <laughs> God. Well, you put R. Kelly on the podcast, so don't make me feel problematic about putting Kid Rock on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying Kid Rock's a fucking Yeah, he's, he's yeah. A, for sure a bad person. Um, I'm going to add... Uh, Gang Gang by Migos. Uh, Culture 2 is fucking awesome. Culture 2 is okay. I liked it. I'm glad you did. Like, I... It, I have to get back into it. I, I think need to listen to it a few more. I times. think a big reason why I think it's fucking awesome is because it helped me get Migos. Oh, okay. Like, so maybe it's not their best work or yeah. whatever, but it is the first like uh, extended piece of music, extended project that, like, that I've to, gotten. Yeah, that you'll from them. To, like, so I like time. it. Um, I th- do you- gonna add Gang Gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm go ahead before I was I move gonna on. say like, do you think I still think that uh, what's it called is. Uh, that Stir Fry is the best song. Stir Fry on that is the best song on okay, that album. Cool. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I also like What to Do, uh, which is off uh, quality control. Mm-hmm. I like What to Do better than Gang Gang. But uh, it's I, I do like Gang Gang. I think it's like a switch up for them. Um, I'm going to add uh, Get Out by Churches. Okay. We never actually ended up putting that on the last podcast, uh, the last playlist. So I'm going to do that. Uh on the Black Panther album, which is fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to add uh, Pray For Me. Okay. I I'm, know that that's like the mainstream yeah. one, but I like that song. I'm gonna, I was going to say I need to add two songs from that as well. I'm going to add King's Dead. I'm going to do J-Rock with Kendrick and the whole gang. Future's on that one. And, and I'm going to add X. Yeah, because those X, are the three best songs on that X album. is so fucking good. Uh, also going to add uh, Rich Girl. By Lake Street Drive. Dive? Dive, yeah. Yep. Lake Street Dive. Uh, I heard that for the first time at the Gaff last Whoa. week when I went and had lunch by myself. I was eating lunch by myself, mm-hmm. drinking a beer in the afternoon on a Thursday, listening to some fucking rich girl, and it was like the peak of my life. That's terrific. Uh, that <clears throat> So they put out like a little covers EP because uh, they put out one album and then... Uh, Rachel Price, their singer, was had like some sort of solo contract, and she was trying to get out of it, and she couldn't, she couldn't get out of it, and she couldn't release original music with another band. Uh, so Lake Street Dive was in this like holding pattern where they like put out one album, and everyone was like, "Oh, these people are talented; they're kind of cool," but they definitely not enough buzz to really shoot them into stardom. Yeah. So they had this like huge, huge gap between albums. So they just put out uh, cover like songs? a. a cover it's uh album and it's great it has rich girl it has an awesome cover of let me roll it by wings it has this magic moment it's got a lot of fun stuff on there wow yeah i'm gonna have to check that out because like i don't have i know you fucking love lake street dive yeah, and so uh i don't have much exposure to them but this was uh fantastic uh i uh, finally i'm going 
to add Tupelo Honey by Van Morrison. Ooh, because like Van Morrison. I have to, I fucking, I love Van Morrison so much and I have to add him uh, to start off the playlist. So that's a strong start, I think. Okay, that's an episode. Go to sleep. <laughs>